0: so hello come back to is episode of self development back book broadcast. today we are gonna watch a video by Tim Ferris talking about stoicism um two very cool topics question mark things question mark I don't really know a question mark but um I'm looking forward to it it's I mean I have watched this video before um it is nothing new to me but I mean I <laughs> probably um Listened to it for uh, several times, but I don't know the essences of it and I don't know the content of it. So uh, We're gonna have a look In a very short period of time It is called Let me uh, do it like this how to apply stoic philosophy to your life with Tim Ferriss
1: Our Chef, Tools of Titans. Tim Ferriss here, author of the 4 hour work week for our body. By the way, it
0: was uploaded five years ago by Tim Ferriss, and you know, this is basically all I know. For our Chef, Tools of Titans,
1: and so on and so forth. I talk a lot about Stoic philosophy and I've had a lot of questions about Stoic philosophy. I've produced audiobooks about Stoic philosophy which have made their way into Super Bowl teams all the way from management to players and everything in between. Why do I talk about Stoic philosophy so much? Well, to a lot of people who are watching this, uh, as was true for me for a very long time, you hear Stoic and you think maybe of a cow standing in the rain just accepting whatever <laughs> tragedy and terrible circumstances befall it that is not what i'm advocating at all or maybe you imagine somebody with no emotion whatsoever
0: and the, the letter of those two examples is basically um something a lot of people bring up and i always thought like well um why would anybody think like this you know why would anybody believe that this is the case but um Apparently, this is indeed what some people think like. And it is indeed uh, how things sometimes uh, are in people's heads. Because, I don't know, I think somebody said something or uh, some some article or something. I don't remember, but um, I was a bit struck like, hmm, <laughs> this is indeed what people believe apparently.
1: Also not what I'm advocating. So the way we use stoic in modern English is, is somewhat different from the way that it was used when it came from STOA, which is actually porch. And specifically, I think that stoicism is a fantastic operating system for thriving in high stress environments. What does that mean? It means that it is a framework for making better decisions and training yourself to be less reactive it goes very well with different types of meditation whether that's tm or using an app like headspace or calm and so on but you don't necessarily need both There,
0: um transcendental meditation i think tm and it is not that easy to get into that i think to well actually experience it one has to go to a person that is certified doing that or something? I mean, um, I was looking in it because I thought, like, okay, you know, apparently this is something that all those very great and very uh, wealthy people apparently are doing, and um, you know, but it's just you no, know, not not really easy to get into. I think you know things might have changed. Um, you know, it's been some time since I've looked it up, but back then it's at least was the case
1: complimentary stoic philosophy and I should say that probably around 2004 I picked up a book that was the collected letters of Seneca Seneca the Younger who's one of the real figureheads I would say uh, in the last few years at least who has become very popular as a stoic thinker and writer has been popular for some thousand plus years uh, but there's been a huge resurgence Others would include Marcus Aurelius, who used to be the emperor of Rome, the the most powerful man in the world at the time. And then there are others, Cato and so on. Epictetus, who was formerly a slave. So you have a very wide spectrum of well-known Stoic thinkers, and you should find the one that speaks to you best. But I picked up this book of Seneca's writings. Didn't really expect much of it. And when people ask me now, what is your favorite book of all time? The book you've read the most, the book you've gifted the most. I've gifted hundreds of copies of Seneca's letters. So, The Moral Letters to Lucilius. L-U-C-I-L-I-U-S. The Moral Letters to Lucilius by Seneca the Younger. He was a very famous playwright, one of the wealthiest people in Rome, advisor to the emperor that ultimately didn't work out so well for him but uh he was on the front line so what i appreciate about stoic philosophy is how
0: as far as i remember he was um he was brought i think two times he was i don't know the word now but he was just brought to some island on his own uh, because i do not remember the reason that um the whole thing like um he was the uh, advisor for the emperor and um you know what tim pointed out it didn't just you know um it didn't it didn't just go that well and uh yeah he was on some island and i think he also died then kind of the second time i might be mistaken completely there but yeah
1: oh well it is used in highly challenging circumstances and the Some of the basics of Stoic philosophy, which have been applied in the Super Bowl, which have been applied in training of all different types, have been applied by prisoners of war, POWs, in wartime, like Stockdale, for instance, James Stockdale, uh, are, I would say, a a few things. Number one, it trains you, much like the serenity prayer in a way, but it's more systematic, to focus on Differentiating between things that you can control and things you cannot control and really only focusing your energy on the former. So for instance, if you watch your friends spinning out of control on social media, freaking out about politics and all they do is bitch and whine and whinge about politics, well, if we sat down and thought about it, the vast majority of those people are not going to be in a position nor are they gonna take steps to change any of that reality. Therefore, it is a lot of wasted energy and calories and brain cycles. So really, really learning to repetitively, consistently focus on things that are within your sphere of control. That doesn't mean that you are passive. And certainly the reason that people like Thomas Jefferson, uh, George Washington, the founders of this great country, of the United States of America, who were certainly rebels and revolutionaries and extremely aggressive and contrarian in many many ways went to stoicism is because they knew they had a, a lot of hard battles ahead and they wanted to make wise decisions All Right. so number one you're learning to focus on and expand the sphere of action that you have the things that you can control
0: isn't there an expression like picking your fights and I think it is just the same like I'm picking my fights I'm just, you know, picking those things that I can do something about I cannot do something about everything And I'm also not trying to do so So uh, The weather Very classic example that I always bring up We cannot control the weather But still a lot of people are like really unhappy when You know, it just, you know, turns out To be the opposite of what they were expecting or just trying um but it is what it is we can't change it as we cannot change so many things but bringing up and thinking about things that we cannot change leads us to what can we change or are we mistaken by the assumption that we cannot change x y and c but indeed we can um Of course we all have talents, Um, some things that we are good at, some things that we are really bad at and so on and so forth but I think that you know maybe we can indeed do something about that you know realizing a new talent you know maybe just you know trying to figure out certain things asking more questions asking better questions asking different questions
1: next you're going to systematically train yourself to be less prone to overreacting to say criticism so cato who is considered by some to be the perfect stoic fascinating character c-a-t-o would sometimes wear a tunic of an unpopular color so that he would be ridiculed in the Senate and by other people. He did this specifically in other things like it so that he would train himself to only be ashamed of those things worth being ashamed of. So the superficial things he would experiment with and he would catalyze other people making fun of him or insulting him so that he would develop a tolerance for it. Uh, this is very, very practical. and. There are many corollaries to this, uh, as well as the next piece, which is, in effect, practicing poverty in the worst case scenarios so that they hold less power over you. And that could take the form of, say, Kevin Kelly, who's been on the Tim Ferriss Show podcast. Fascinating technology futurist as well as founding editor of Wired Magazine. So he knows worst case scenario because he has done so much backpacking and lived off of instant oatmeal that worst case scenario he can always have his backpack, instant oatmeal and a cup of coffee and he can be happy. And he knows that because he's practiced it and Seneca in letter 13 of his letters to Lucilius, the moral letters to Lucilius, which was, I believe, on festivals and fasting, talks about setting aside a certain number of days, and I'm paraphrasing here, but a certain number of days during which you will eat the cheapest of fare, wear the coarsest of dress, etc. asking yourself all the while, is this the condition that I so feared? So, practically speaking, I've built this into my own life by fasting by exposing myself to cold. I have a practice of cold exposure, which is done very safely. I have different types of planned suffering and planned poverty, so that any type of unplanned suffering or unplanned financial hit will have less of an impact on me. And this applies in many different fields. This is, I suppose, a uh, a compatible ethos with the more you sweat, In peacetime, the less you bleed in wartime, all right? You want to prepare for the unexpected turns of fate by simulating what the worst-case scenarios would be. This is very, very practical. And then if we look back to Cato, for instance, well, he would wear these ridiculous outfits. You know, I I will spend time walking through, say, California uh, in San Francisco, okay? Hippie liberal central with, say, a cowboy hat on just to see what happens, because you will get all sorts of sideways glances and so on. Uh, And I might then go to uh, Utah, I went to a very conservative part of Utah, and I wore what I call my party pants for a day or two. And party pants are these uh, very flamboyant, bright blue, uh, floral pattern pants uh, from Bonobos, I don't know if they sell them anymore, (laughs) which effectively look like the upholstery on your grandma's couch, they're hideous and did that very deliberately to force me to interact with people in a way that would condition me to be able to take uh, bolder steps or have more uncomfortable conversations in the future because all serious problems all important matters require uncomfortable conversations I think you can
0: and I don't know if he's gonna mention that but also asking for discounts when ever basically but um, especially when you're i mean grabbing a coffee or something asking for 10% off or 20% off or just you know just some discount can i have a discount on that um i think you know the the, uh, <laughs> the minority of people are gonna ask that when grabbing a coffee and whatever but um why not you know why actually not and um also i've been uh, trying to incorporate that at some point like you know sleeping on the floor to kind of just you know see what this is like and many other things uh yeah i mean think about it think about those life circumstances that you're fearing those um i mean circumstances there are many 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 different circumstances maybe not having a partner anymore maybe not having a uh, that much good food anymore, maybe not having the money anymore. And I think also, kind of, you know, going through those very bad scenarios leads to certain actions that you should be taking, leading to certain uh, um, things you should be thinking about. You know, should I spend less money on X, Y, and Z? Should I do this, that, and the other thing? I mean, those things. Um, think about it. I believe that it could lead to a lot of good a lot of good decisions for the near and also far future.
1: Measure your success in many ways by the number of uncomfortable conversations you're willing to have, and stoicism helps with that. So I go down the list, but there are very, very practical steps to take, and then you can translate that into your own life. So for instance, a lot of the advice that you might get from a former Navy SEAL commander like Jocko Willink, he wouldn't call Stoicism but the mental toughness that he has developed and also trained in other people is very much, I'm not going to say identical, but a, a close cousin to Stoicism. And uh, if if you look at, for instance, advice that you would get once you're thrust into the public eye. And a lot of these letters, the moral letters to Lukács are along the lines of, Dear Luke
0: And I think at this point, we are going to end the episode there, I really hope that Tim and myself have been able to point certain things out, certain very valuable things out. And I'm hopefully going to see you the next time. So.